Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to a very, very strange episode of Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast because... Today, I had to, I didn't have to, it's my job, I had to work on, on location today, as they say. I did have a pretty cool day working on some secret stuff that I can get into in due course. But now I'm driving back, it's quite late at night, and obviously I've got to get the podcast done. So I was like, oh, I've got an Apple headset, I've got an iPhone, the audio's going to be a bit weird, but I thought it'd be like some kind of special episode that maybe people would really enjoy. Or they'd be like, Simon, this is the worst, this is the worst idea you ever had, I don't know. But like all things in life, we don't know unless we try it. So yeah, literally... Right now, I won't tell you where I've been, because I think that's a bit weird. Maybe it's not a bit weird, I don't know. But I have been out for the day, I'm now driving back. It's now three minutes to nine, to be precise. And I'm in my car. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm recording this as we go. I don't know how long it's gonna be. I may rant a bit longer than I, than I usually do. And what I do is when I get in, I'll export the audio from my iPhone and I'll upload it. And we, we, got the, we got the podcast up, even if it is a little bit later than I, than I would like. This also does mean that obviously we're not gonna record it live uh, for YouTube, because that will kill me, and I don't, and I don't want to die. Anyway, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the preview show for Raw. I hope you enjoyed the review show for Raw 25 that also went up yesterday. I want to thank everybody that did contribute to the Patreon overnight, which is always wonderful. Patreon at Confluence at Somebody 316. That's why I can do this stuff, right? I have to take these jobs on, but like now I can do another job from the car. And yes, I was just smacking my leg then, which I probably shouldn't do when I'm driving, but I was safe. All you need to know, I was safe. Now, the other reason I thought I could do this from the car is because... When I watched SmackDown this morning, I was a bit like, what the hell are we going to talk about? Because nothing, I don't know what, I don't know whether it's just that I'm used to the three hours of format of Raw. And I used to watch, I watch SmackDown all the time anyway. But it just, it, I'm not saying it breezes by in a bad way, but it breezes by in, a, in an interesting way, in the sense that sometimes I get to the end of it, I'm going, man, nothing much happened. Well, there wasn't really much progression. I mean, sometimes that's not the case at all. Sometimes I think SmackDown's very good. But given that this was the go-home show for the Raw Rumble, and I know they hit on some things, but they didn't really hit on... I mean, the only real thing they hit on the Royal Rumble was the Shinsuke Nakamura did a promo earlier at SmackDown. He said he's going to win the Royal Rumble. He's going to knee everybody in the face. And then um, who turned up? Who did he face later on in the night? Why can't I remember? It's Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin turned up. So this is what happens when you don't have any notes. Baron Corbin turned up, and he was all like, oh, no, you're not going to win, Shinsuke, because I'm going to win. And then they had a match, which was fine. It was actually quite a decent match, I thought. The end of days reversal into the armbar I particularly liked. And then... Uh, Randy Orton, obviously, from nowhere, got involved in that to RKO Shinsuke out of nowhere, which was awesome. Let's let's be honest. That was absolutely brilliant. I loved that. Uh, and then he obviously you know, RKO'd Baron Corbin, because of course he would. That's what Randy Orton does. And that kind of made sense, because it was kind of like an everyman for himself kind of a thing. I mean, maybe it didn't work as much as having a big schmoz with all the wrestlers. I don't know. I mean, that's something to debate about. But really, other than that, in terms of the Royal Rumble itself... On both Raw and SmackDown, nobody really talked about the Royal Rumble, which is strange. I mean, maybe the WWE thinks in the network era, and given the Royal Rumble is the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, it will sell itself. And that could be true, but I am surprised they were happy to sacrifice so much, you know, given that it is, it is the Royal Rumble. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I think that kind of ties into the women's Royal Rumble as well, just in the sense that, you know, the skit they had with all the women... I didn't necessarily. I thought actually the Raw one did a good job, 
all things considered. I actually thought that made... Um, it would get me excited for what they were going to do on the Royal Rumble. So again, you could argue well, they didn't need to again because they'd done a good enough job on Raw. But I wouldn't say it was a stellar job. And all we really had here was Naomi taking on... This is how bad I am when I don't have notes. I'm awful. Naomi took on Liv Morgan, I believe. And halfway through the match, you know, all the other women just came down for some reason. Well, you know, because the Royal Rumble, every woman for herself. That created a distraction, as always, because everyone in flipping WWE gets distracted. And, you know, before all was said and done... I guess there were some kind of big schmoz, but basically Naomi took advantage of that to, to win the match. And then Charlotte came out and wished everybody luck. I don't know whether that was the best way to build the Women's Royal Rumble, but again, maybe you can argue that it need to build the first ever Women's Royal Rumble because it's the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. That's the headline in itself. I don't know. I just thought that's my takeaway from the, from the whole show in terms of actually building that match, which again, doesn't need that much advertising, but I didn't think if you're on the fence... And again, maybe this is because we're not in the pay-per-views anymore and you're either a network subscriber or not. Maybe they don't feel they need to do that, but I did, I did think it was a bit strange. In, in, in counterpoint to that, I thought everything they did for the SmackDown main event to build a WWE title match between Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles, I actually thought was quite decent. Now, in context with everything else, it makes absolutely no sense why last week we didn't get anything with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon being at it. And this week they're all at it again, but I mean, that's WWE for you, right? What, what, what do you want from me? But, you know, everything from, well, basically the start of the show to the, to the end of the show saw, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out and they you know, told they were going to become the first ever co-ever champions. AJ Styles came out and said, no, you won't. Classic opening WWE style. I think we could all could have predicted that, uh, you know, straight off the bat. And then Daniel Bryan came out. And again, there was some uh, insinuation there that we don't really know what he's going to do. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? And clearly AJ Styles buys into this because he was all like, well, look, Daniel, we know what you're going to do. You're going to go and make this match anyway. So you may as well, you know, because Kevin Owens had insinuated earlier in the night, he'd been like, uh, you know, oh, AJ, you said you could beat both of us in the same night, so why don't you prove that tonight? And then Daniel Bryan, after being antagonized by, by AJ Styles, went, all right, done. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. So we had our main event set up. I mean, it was a surprise in the storyline, but not so much of a surprise. I mean, AJ Styles beat Kevin Owens with a calf crusher in about a minute, maybe a minute and a half, two max. Uh, and that's because Kevin Owens apparently is injured at the moment, so he can't do it. But they kind of used that to tie into the whole story because then Kevin Owens sold his injury at ringside the entire time. And something that Shane McMahon had stated was, uh, you know, you cannot, Kevin Owens, you cannot be ringside for Sammy's match and vice versa. But of course, Kevin Owens had to be ringside because he was receiving medical treatment. Now, this all fell apart at this point because for some reason, AJ Styles was so uh, perturbed and distracted by Kevin Owens, he kept going to beat the snores out of him when there was no need. Kevin Owens wasn't doing anything. He was, he was dead on the floor. He was already injured. And of course, AJ Styles keep going back to this well meant that eventually Sami Zayn was able to hit him with the Haluva kick and the Blue Thunderbomb and he beat him. Again, distractions, because once again, it always has to be distractions. But that kind of made AJ Styles look like an idiot because there was no reason for him to go back to beat Kevin Owens. He should have concentrated on Sami Zayn. Technically, he'd already done away with Kevin Owens. So, I mean, that was a bit nuts. But I did actually think building in terms of what the match was meant to be was very good. So I was... I, I'm ex I don't believe we're going to get co-WWE champions ever. I don't think that's something WWE would do. Especially with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I do, however, think AJ Styles versus those two will be a good match. I think they'll come up with a good idea. And it's not going to be... I mean, I imagine it will go on second, would be my guess. I imagine we have the Women's Royal Rumble, then we have the WWE title match, just to try and keep that in a universal title match away from each other as much as possible. It's really raining now, by the way. I don't know how much background noise is going to be on this. But if it sounds like I'm driving a car in the rain, 
it's because I'm driving a car in the rain. And in case a police officer listen to this, I am using a hands-free kit. My eyes are on the road. Both hands are on the wheel. I am not breaking the law. Unless there's a law about podcast podcasting doing this. And if there is, I'm not doing it. I lied. I made it up. I put the background noise in using sound effects. But so I did think that was good. I think AJ Styles retains. We'll do a Raw Rumble show in a couple of days. Preview, uh, preview show. Prediction show. So yeah, I mean, that was that. Other than that, uh, I'm now going to try and remember off the top of my head what else happened. We had the New Day and Bobby Roode going against Rusev Day and Jinder Mahal. I mean, this stunk to me of we don't have any ideas. What? How do we get these people on television? I mean, the New Day and Bobby Roode skit was... It was okay. It was fun enough. I quite enjoyed Xavier Woods singing Bobby Roode's music. But at the same time, it did feel like we don't know what to do with any of those guys. We'll just throw them all together. And the fact that Rusev has got so much momentum these days and yet didn't even get five, two minutes on the mic and feels like he's lost you know, service to requirements at the moment, I thought was very strange. Match one when Xavier Woods hit um, Aiden English, of course, with a crossbody. One, two, three. And New Day announced there. I mean, everyone in this match, I presume, is in the Rumble. There's no US title match on the Rumble. I imagine maybe Dolph Ziggler ties into that somehow. But it was a bit strange because Bobby Roode's thing here was all, oh, I'm going to be the greatest US champion ever. That's my goal. And yet he's got no US championship match at the Rumble and he'll be in the Rumble seemingly because he wants to be WWE champion, which kind of underlines that that's not true. That's not his fault. That's the booking's fault. That's WWE's fault. But I did think that was a bit weird. Um, I mean, this is just, they've got no programs, do they? They don't really know. I, I think they're trying to you know, get out of this Usos, Gable and Jordan program. Two out of three falls, obviously, they got at the Rumble. And they did have a match. It was uh, Chad Gable versus Jey Uso. It was a decent match as well. Chad Gable is very good. I said this on What Culture Ups and Downs today. He's probably underrated, if we're completely honest. And they did have a good match, and uh, Gable won after his uh, Connor Roll German suplex thing, which, again, looks amazing. That probably means that the Usos will win on Sunday, too. But it kind of feels to me, talking about those two segments in one, we need to get Gable and Jordan away from the tag team scene so we can inject somebody else in there. I don't think you can inject the New Day in there because we've seen that, but Rusev Day are primed for it. I also don't know what they're going to do with Bobby Roode and Jinder Mahal because, you know, Jinder Mahal was on a losing side here. He's got no real right to have a number one contendership match for the US title. So he feels lost as well. I mean, maybe that's probably better than him being WWE champ. So yeah, overall, very strange, very weird. Or, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it wasn't a terrible episode of SmackDown by any stretch of the imagination. But there were lots in there where I wasn't necessarily... Uh, I, I think it's just because it was the go-home show. I think that's my main, uh, my, my main takeaway from it is... For a go-home show, I expect to be more pumped for the Rumble. And I'm not that pumped. I'm pumped because it's the Rumble. And I like the Rumble. And maybe that's what they think. I mean, maybe I'm actually WWE's prime audience. Because, yeah, you're right. I'm in. I'm going to watch it anyway. I'm not cancelling my network. Nothing you did here was, was so bad that I feel like I need to, I need to bail. So, yeah, I guess, you've done, I guess you've done your job. But, I mean, between Raw and SmackDown, with Raw focusing on the 25th anniversary, there's been no build for it. And I know if you listen to Wrestling Observer or anything like that, you will have, um, you would have heard everybody, everybody say that. But, I mean, it's true. It really, really, really is true. And, again, talking about how, how, how breezy SmackDown is... That's it. That's, I mean, I may have forgotten something, but if I did, it wasn't very important. I mean, there are, you know, when Sami Zayn was beating the shit out of AJ Styles before their match, when he jumped them after the match was over, then he was allowed to be at ringside. We did have this one bizarre bit backstage with Shane McMahon and AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, they didn't do anything. They were like, oh, I can do it now. Who cares? So there's still a lot of inconsistency with the storyline. And I've got to imagine that the Royal Rumble, one of them does something. Because this storyline, I still like it, but it did hit a bit of a, a, a bubble. 
So I want to know what's going to happen with this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was SmackDown overall. It, it did breeze fire. Very easy to watch show, I thought. There was, you know, it, it was, uh, yeah, there was nothing sort of too, too over the top. But yeah, to promote the Rumble, you tell me. You tell me. Drop me a comment uh, at Simon316. This will be on YouTube, uh, even though the, the video won't be there. YouTube.com forward slash the middle report rules. And the Facebook group, Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast. You know, let me know what you think about it because I'm always intrigued to get people's thoughts. Uh, you know, when I give my opinions out there, a lot of people never agree. So it's good to know how, how you came down on it. Uh, the other thing I did feel like, and this will be about 20 minutes this one because again, I'm, I'm driving in the car. And also, SmackDown is so easy to get to these days. You can't even do proper critical analysis because it just flies by. Uh, but I did think, I don't, I'm not, like I said yesterday, I'm not going to get into the specifics, but I have to mention that WWE has now released Enzo Amore. Get, if you want all the, the details, I suggest you just go Google it. Or What Culture has a video up about it that you can probably go and Well, you can go watch, not probably. You've got eyes, you've got the internet, you go nuts. But he's gone. Uh, and so on 205 Live, Daniel Bryan came out and said next week on the show, they're not only going to announce a GM, but that GM will then handle the, the, the situation with the title. And I imagine they'll never mention Enzo's name again. That's a very, very interesting situation. Interesting, the right word. Upsetting situation. No one actually knows at the moment what's gone on. The, the, the investigation, it is a police investigation, is still pending. But you've got to imagine there is, there's no smoke without fire. There is no smoke without fire, as they say. So we'll have to wait and see. But he is gone in case you did watch 205 Live and, and you, didn't, you didn't see where there's going to be. I actually quite like the idea of a GM for 205 Live. I hope they go and get someone that's not, you know, on the current, on the current roster. I know a lot of people were joking they should get Gregory Helms. I think it would be great. I think it'd be great to have Gregory Helms on 205 Live every now and then. Like, he's synonymous with the Cruiserweight Championship in both WCW and WWE. I've always found him quite entertaining, especially when he does podcasts. I think he's really entertaining. He's got a really good insight for the business. I think he was a producer for TNA for a while. I think he doesn't do that anymore. I know he still wrestles on the indies. He posted a horrific picture up on Twitter, though, with his ankles, which is just in horrendous shape, which is amazing that he's still managing to wrestle and whatnot. But I think somebody like that, who can add a bit of character person uh, personality, and who does have name value... Like people do remember him from the Attitude Era, where he did make a splash, I, or, you know, early 2000s, whatever. I think that'd be better than, say, I don't know, who, I mean, Nia Jax. There's nothing against Nia Jax, but, you know, she needs something to do, or Gold Dust. That's just not exciting. And I think, actually, being able to, A, big up a reason to watch it, who's it going to be, it's going to be a big surprise, and then announcing, hey, look who the big surprise is, excellent. You know, absolutely excellent. I definitely think that's the, that's the direction we should go in. Uh, I say that though if, if, if Shane Helms doesn't want to do it uh, I don't have any other suggestions <laughs> I'm trying to think now I mean who else I mean it could be Rey Mysterio but I very much doubt it that seems beneath him uh, I could see someone like Brian Kendrick doing it even though I wouldn't like that because he's on the show but he's injured and he, he is quite good so you want to get him back on the show but that's not as exciting as bringing an outside guy in I don't know I, I, you know, I don't know I mean TNA just let a lot of people go so I don't know if someone that would want that role Imagine they gave it to Ricochet. I don't think we talked about that, did they? Ricochet, War Machine, and um, oh, somebody else signed as well. I can't remember who it was. Oh, I'm so That's why I need my notes. But they've all signed for NXT. And the big question now is, is Ricochet going to go to 205 Live? I mean, obviously, I hope he doesn't. And that's no disrespect to 205 Live. But, well, everything that's happened now with uh, Rich Swan and now Enzo, Neville. I know they're three completely different situations. I'm not saying by any chance that the Neville situation ties into Enzo's and Enzo's ties into Rich Swans, although Enzo's and Rich Swans are a bit closer together. I just mean it has hurt the brand from a company standpoint or from a perception standpoint. So it's not necessarily I want to see Ricochet go there because I think Ricochet is a main event talent. I think he's got the, you know, the skills to do it. 
and I, I don't think he'd be used best in that role. It's just my it's just my gut feeling. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. I mean, you never know what's going to happen with this stuff. Uh, obviously, the mixed match challenge continues to go on as well. I watched one of them. I think it's nice that Facebook are doing that. I think the first match got over a million views. I mean, it's probably a good idea. It's just not something I'm going to go out of my way to see. Mostly because I'm in the United Kingdom and apparently I'm not allowed to. And I have to watch it on the network on a Thursday, which negates the whole point of it. I'm going to tune the network for a 20-minute match. So that was, a, that was a bit strange. And tying, you know, kind of wrapping a bow around W25 as well. Apparently they were filming loads of documentaries around that. So I actually think that would be better than the actual show itself. It certainly sounds like people that were in the Manhattan Center when they watched the show on TV enjoyed it more, obviously, because of the, of the, the flow was better. And I actually think it was a decent show. I do think it was a disappointment because nothing really big came out of it. I think now we've had a couple of days to let it settle. There are a lot of cool moments. I think the Austin thing was brilliant. I think it was one of the best things WWE have done in ages. However, yeah, there's not as much there as maybe I would have wanted there to be. Uh, I think an Undertaker announcement was much missed. Uh, the John Cena Elias stuff didn't really do much for me. And then most of the other legends were just put in backstage skits and segments to do whatever it is that they wanted to do. So, you know maybe we can chalk this week up to a bit of a disappointment given that what we hoped we were going to get and the fact again we're moving into the Royal Rumble second biggest paper of the year exciting what they're going to do but we'll wait and see we'll wait and see maybe again we'll talk about the Royal Rumble in a couple of days but maybe the Royal Rumble will set us off for a great road to Wrestlemania and I hope it does like you know if John Cena somehow does get eliminated by the Undertaker at the Royal Rumble then great we're going to that match and I do think that adds weight to the Wrestlemania card um and if Roman Reigns get, somehow gets into it, Brock Lesnar, I mean, that's not going to happen at the Royal Rumble. But you know what I mean? We can start making these waves. And we can start, uh, yeah, we can, we, can start making this, uh, we can start making this stuff happen. But we will have to wait and see. There's, there's, all we can do right now is, uh, is wait to see what's going to happen. Uh, but ultimately, I think if you, you know, are in uh, the, the wrestling bubble right now, and you are a bit like, oh, I don't know how I felt about that. I think that's fair. I think we were all hoping for something a bit more exciting and maybe we didn't get there but you know such is life such is pro wrestling well onwards we'll go we'll keep watching or most of us will anyway certainly do get in touch if you've got one of these weird WWE network deals where they're like hey you can get three months for a dollar 99 and here i am like some chump that pays for it every month since the day it was released and no one's offering me any deals some people tell me they get uh uh what do you call it deals on wwe shop as well i, I wouldn't buy anything from wwe shop but i don't get there so yeah, definitely let me know if you're you're part of that group because that just that just that just blows my mind. Uh, and if nothing else, thank you very much for listening to me. Very strange episode, but I like to think it gives it some character, right? It gives it some context. To, to when you woke up today, I doubt you thought Simon Miller is going to be talking to me from his car as he drives back from a secret location doing some work. That's exciting, right? I don't know what the sound quality is going to be like. I hope it's okay. I've done my best to make it good. I'm going to put it through a a processor when I get home to try and sort of get out some of the kinks. So I hope it doesn't sound too terrible. <laughs> we, we, we will see. Uh, but again, thank you to all patrons who make this possible. Uh, you really do. You, do, you make my life happy. We have now surpassed the milestone for Let's Plays. They will begin very soon as well. So I'm very, very excited about that. And as I said to people on the Patreon, the best thing about that is because they're supported by Patreon, we can play whatever we want. And views are great and all. We don't have to worry about views. So I think we're going to start with Elaine Noir on Switch. So I wanted to play that again for ages. Um, well, I did play again recently, but you know, as we go, so we're going to do that. If you could even spare a dollar, you have no idea how much it means to me. Please come follow me on Twitter at Simon316. Please share the podcast wherever you can iTunes, give us five stars, all of that noise. And yeah, I mean, if nothing else, I mean, I'll talk to you before the Raw Rumble. It's like we're on the phone now. 
Well, I told you before the Royal Rumble, but enjoy the Royal Rumble. Don't do that guy on Reddit did last year and get your food ready, ready a week early. Get all your food ready, though. Stay up. Enjoy it as much as you can. And you know what? Criticising WWE is half the fun anyway these days. So if you want to do it, that's all right by me. Thank you very much for listening. And I, of course, will talk to you maybe Thursday, maybe Friday, maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday, depending when I feel like people want a Royal Rumble prediction show. Uh, my Royal Rumble prediction will go up on What Culture soon, so you can watch that too. And, and yeah, and of course, the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash The Miller Report Rules. Why I called it that, I don't know. But hey, that, that's done now. Ain't nothing I can do about it.